Welcome to the GC On Demand podcast, a show about people, about process, about technology, about community. It's great conversations with great technologists about things that matter to you, that matter to all of us. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit gcondemand.io for all of the show notes. And with that, let's get started. Welcome to the GC On Demand. Thank you for listening. My name is Eric Wright. You may know me, of course, as at DiscoPosse on Twitter. I'm also DiscoPosse in the Green Circle community. Uh, we have a special guest today. In fact, we've got a two-part. Uh, this is part one of two. I was lucky enough to sit down with Edward Haletke. Uh, he's at TexIWill. Uh, you may know him from TVP Strategy. And in fact, that's uh, what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about rebranding and much more as uh, we have a great conversation with Edward Haletke. I'm Edward Haletke. I'm a principal analyst over at um, TVP Strategy, formerly the virtualization practice. A lot of formalities here. Hey, that's right. And um, I've been, I'm an analyst, technologist, author. I do it still. I do everything still. I run 100% virtual and cloud environments, all just for fun. <laughs> so the... Where do you want to start today, Edward? I know we've we've talked about a few things, and and I want to I want to start with an open floor because we've there's so many areas that we've we've wanted to cover. What's let's go off the top. What, what's where do we want to begin? Formerly, <laughs> yes, right. Formerly, rebrand, rebranding. Yes. Is it good so, and a bad thing at the same time? It is. Yeah, it's. This is the funny thing, having literally just gone through, you know, 48 hours now, I guess, or 24 hours or so into uh, having survived a rebrand of, you know, VM Turbo into Turbonomic, it's very interesting because it spins up a lot of, you know, a lot of whys, why exactly, you know, was it, why did it occur, what was the, you know, how long did it take before it occurred? What was it like to actually transition? And most importantly, how do you retain your brand through a rebrand? And, and I think that's, that's where it's really tricky. <laughs> it is. And we recently rebranded as TVP Strategy. And we had a number of reasons. But the most important one was this, is that we were getting pigeonholed as just virtualization folks. And we're not. We do cloud, containers, big data, IoT, you name it. The current um, area of IT, the, the, kind of the cutting edge of IT is what we focus on. At one time, that was virtualization. Now it's much, much broader. So we went with TVP strategy. But for us, the rebrand was just a, a relatively easy name change. And I didn't have to change logos. There was nothing else that had to happen. We did add another domain to our list of existing domains we own, but it all points to the same one we've been using in the past. And that's because we didn't really change the name of the company. We filed as a doing business as. So TVP strategy is a DBA for the virtualization practice, and TVP stands for the virtualization practice. Right. But the main thing is we are really about strategy now. We're really about content production, and a little bit more than we were in the past. 
And that's what's neat. So if we think, Edward, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily know, you know, again, you talked about the virtualization seemed to be where a lot of us came from. Absolutely. You know, virtualization is, is at the core of still, you know, so much of what we do. But you, your team covers down to the metal, up to the application and, and every area in between. How, how do you tell that as a brand and, and did you did you have difficulty in trying to find the right way to wrap that into a name or like how did that how did that come into the decisions we actually thought about going okay we need to change the name mainly because we just don't want to be pigeonholed but we actually went through several different names to say hey does this one fit does this one fit we i mean we asked a lot of people and you know, we asked a few people, we thought about TVP strategies or strategy or, you know, a, a totally different, a couple of totally different names were thought about. Um, and we decided on this one is the easiest way to tell our new story. But we also rebranded that with a brand new look and feel to our site. We didn't want to be more, we didn't want to be the blogger analyst, we wanted to be the analyst. And that crossing that chasm has been rather tough. Yeah, and that's uh, it's very interesting that you bring this up. You know, we're at the time we're recording this. Of course, we're two weeks before VMworld, and y you've been at a number of events representing TVP. You know, as a as a and yourself. You know, as a brand. Yes. Uh, but how that jump in rebranding your role, I think, is an important one that a lot of folks they have difficulty with, you know, because they see us as bloggers. Yes. We happen to create blog content and you get attached to that. You know, I know Justin Warren, similar thing. A lot of people, you know, yourself uh, and your team, people get confused because they say, well, you create blogs, therefore, you're, are you a news outlet or are you a blog outlet? And then people don't realize that analysis is a much deeper piece of it, both on consulting and, you know, whether it's financial analysis and, and other things that go into it. So what does it take to cross that chasm? What, how do you help people to understand the difference between an analyst and a traditional, you know, sort of blogger, technical blogger? Well, you, you just hit it. Technical blogger. Now, granted, our articles can be fairly technical, but they're really not. They're really guy, they're, they're talking about, like, talking about things that are important to people today, the C-levels of today, the IT architects of today. All of our articles have been doing that. We've actually called them articles from the beginning. Now, I do have a blog site that's incredibly technical, and everybody else does as well. So we handle our technical chops in blogs. We do the analytical stuff as articles on our analyst site. But how vendors see us and how people see us is very, very different. We're not a news outlet, and we don't claim to be. Someone said, oh, well, you do news. It's like, mm, not really. We're talking about, you know, recently, you know, the um, HP just bought, put an offer in for SGI. Right. SGI has only one really cool product, as far as I'm concerned. And we spoke about it beforehand. It's like, well, this isn't a news article about SGI, HP buying SGI. This is really about that inner... HPC technology that SGI has and how that's going to fit into HPE. So we're looking at a much broader view of the world. It's not just reporting and not just writing about, you know, a technical issue. I, I, 
I write about the vSphere upgrade saga. Why? Because I've been doing it for so long. My saga is extended from 1.5.2 to today. Right. And I've upgraded many, many vSphere's doing it. But every time I do it, there's a new problem, a new issue. And that's what I, I look at from there. I've looked at dockers and containers from there, from a technical side of doing it. And all the problems I've faced or all the problems I haven't, I do talk about on the technical side. But also on the analytical side, I'm using that knowledge to say, where is the future? Where, where do I see three years down the road, a year down the road? Where, where do I want to, where do I think people need to go? So we, as part of the rebranding, um, actually a couple year, a year before the rebranding, we started doing reference architectures. And as part of the rebranding, we're coming out with our second reference architecture on the Secure Agile Cloud development arena. And that actually has driven a lot of way of thinking. Because today, we're nowhere near where we need to be. And that's, when you look at it, it's like, okay, here's an architecture of getting from where you are today to where you should be in a few years. It's not like do it all at once. I mean, the secure hybrid cloud reference architecture, which is version two, is going to grow to version three at the uh, Usenix Lisa conference in Boston this year. I'm doing a workshop there on the um, version two of it, and I'm going to ask the workshop is actually coming up with what needs to go into it for version three. And actually take that content and feed that back in and create that next iteration through that feedback. Through the feedback, and it's feedback from people that have been in the cloud and and community for a very long time. So we're taking what we know, growing it, and trying to grow the vendors with us and, and, and say this is where things need to go. We're also using the commu- going with a community approach to even growing our own architectures because they can't be static. They have to be continually changing. And we're always open to feedback. I mean, one of the things that we do is we review them all internally, but then we send them out for peer review. We'll call up people and say, hey, can I, you got a half hour, hour, can I present this to you? Yeah. And it helps us learn our presentation skills, but also help us learn our own architectures better so that we can go off and improve them and say, oh, you like it that way. Let's talk about that. What's the difference between what you're saying and what we're saying? And we'll take all that feedback to heart. That type of research is what makes us an analyst firm more than it would be, you know, just writing about it. And I guess the, you know, as you said, the problem is we we grew up as a peer group amongst community. And so there's this, it's not unlike when you start in a job as a, you know, an analyst, a systems analyst. And next thing you know, you're a senior architect but you work around people that remember you as that junior analyst, <laughs> systems analyst that came in. And it's hard to shake that, right? And, and so because you've grown up in the industry, you know, together with a lot of the folks that are like myself and, and you know, lots of us that are in your peer group, do you have difficulty kind of reminding that, that community that, hey, look, we're doing some pretty big stuff here. You know, it's... It's very cool. <laughs> well, yes and no. <laughs> Some of the stuff, we, we do go to our peer group for the reviews, so people are seeing what we're doing that's new and interesting and very, very cool. 
But at the same time, there's a lot of people that know uh, know me, know the rest of the team, and say, ah, well, it's just that. And it's like, well, it's not what you were thinking. That is because they know us, and they look at they may look at me and say, oh, you're the security guy. And it's like, well, yeah, everything security is involved with all this, but it's not just about security. It's a huge right. amount of networking. There's a huge amount of storage involved. There's a huge number of all these different basic components that make up any reference architecture. And that's we, we we learn that and it's yeah you're right it's because they are peers some of and i would claim a lot of them are friends and a lot of them are just acquaintances but you when you think about it it is that group that i need to stretch out a get away from in yeah. a lot of ways as an analyst i'm not after the technical group i'm after the it architects which these guys may be or may not be or i'm actually looking at the sea levels and many of them are not there yet there's a few that are there's a few that are not it's it's a very divergent group, and so and one that's, you, you can one you can always come back to and leave for a little bit, then come back to it, and it's like you never left. I, I've noticed a, a real surge lately in you know sort of sea level stuff because cloud they've realized there are technical you know there are CIOs who are technical. But there's also senior architects who are now CIOs. You know, that, so we've the industry has evolved a bit. So, do you think there's more opportunities now to get access to, you know, technical C-level folks, or that you know the traditional business management C-level folks are also now looking to you know your group and to other analyst groups to say, hey, look, we can't figure this out on our own. We need some help. Any analyst group that cannot map technical to business, in my mind, is not an analyst team. You have to be able to map to the business, and we do do that. We, we've been there, done it. We know we're working with team, companies right now that have major business issues, and we're helping to solve those. You have to be able to map to the business, but you can't lose the te- technical chops to be able to talk to the IT architect, but you also have to bridge that gap. And that's a very hard thing to do because a lot of people that come from the technical side may or may not see the business side. Right. But you have to see the business side because that's yeah. There's a lot of that's the thing is we've we've people have started to realize that you know technology without a business you know issue or, or challenge that's being solved is is without merit, right? We, it's neat, you know, for, we can nerd out on the technology portion of it, but it has to answer a business challenge and it always has to be seen in the, in the idea of ROI and then many other pieces that are business related. Well, it's very simple. I mean, the, the, I mean, you say ROI and I actually think, okay, that's one part of it, but it's really turns out to be, if I go with a new technology, how much will it cost me now? That's one aspect of the business that's incredibly important. It's like the costs yeah. now. But the other thing that's important is that TCO up, up front has a TCO down the line or an, an ROI down the line that you also have to think about. So what we do now and what we've been proposing to a lot of companies, we're looking at day two. We're no longer day zero. Let's just get a new product in. We're looking at, okay, We've been using a lot of the products that are sponsors, actually all of our sponsors' products, and a lot of products that are not from our sponsors, we've used a lot. And we've used some of them for years and years and years, since they first started. We know 
the long-term effect of using those products. And that, a lot of, pro I mean, some products you, you pull in and, you know, they're too difficult, so they become shelfware. Well, we don't want to ever see that for some of our sponsors and some of the people, the vendors we work with. So we're trying to explain to them how to bridge that gap. It's like, yeah, you bring it in, you solve the problem, but will it be used again? So it's that longer term day two look that we give that's unique, I think, to a lot to the community. And that's that that's how we bridge that gap. And it's always going to be there. Yes, we're considered influencers. It's also, to be honest, when you start looking at if you want to be an analyst, you actually have to start thinking like an analyst. You have to start talking to analyst relations groups. You have to start introducing yourself to those teams through whatever means you have. Um, I usually use um, that community we have. I don't necessarily use it, but it's like, hey, if I need to get an analyst relations guy at a company that I know of, that I know someone at, I'll just ask Who's the analyst relations person? And they say, sure, her, this is it. Can you can you broker an introduction? Right. You know, we do the same thing for them. This is just part of that community. And if somebody doesn't know anybody, it's like, well, okay, thank you for thanks for trying, but now let me see if I can figure that out. You have to introduce yourself as an analyst. You have to actually show that you are one. Right. And that means thinking way outside your normal comfort zone. It means looking down the light down the line about you know. Oh, cool product. Let me see how. How would that be used in two years? Would it be still be used in two years? How would I improve it to make it usable in two years? You know, is this something I'm going to continuously look at? These are things that we're asking ourselves internally. Not, oh, that's a cool technology. Let me write about the technology. It's like, yeah, let me see how I'm going to use this. I mean, I saw one today. I could see using it in two years for, for starting with virtualization, cloud containers, even big data and IoT. I mean, I can see all that with a few improvements, a few changes, or maybe just the way, the different way they look at it. And that's where we end up helping the product out, product managers out, but we also help out with product marketing. So talking about sponsors, that's an interesting one. Of course, you know, you your site, your organization has sponsorship to, you know, for yes. supporting, you know, a few different initiatives you've got. Uh, there's, you know, monthly sponsorship. You do one time like white papers and, and, and lots of other, you know, technical articles, technical white papers. You cover the gamut. And you said in solutions that you, you use and propose that they also include stuff that's outside. How do you approach that you know, I always call it just basically the appearance of impropriety, right? If you were to go and say, like, I happen to be sponsored by Product X, so it, and by sheer coincidence, Product X is in every one of my pitches. Like, I know that your team doesn't do that, and no, so don't. how do you how do you tell that when if a, a sponsor would approach you saying, Edward, I I want to be a sponsor of of TVP of the site and, and some of the initiatives you do. And they give me a little wink, like, does that mean that I'm going to get, you know, to show up at a few more, in a few more proposals? But, you know, you don't. How do you, how do you deal with that sort of relationship between sponsor as well as a true sort of solution offering? Well, we always tell our sponsors, remember, we have three, we basically have three different levels of three different services we offer. Sponsorships is basically our media outlet. You come to us and we will promote your media 
inside of our newsletter and, and on our site and so forth, just purely as a media type of outlet. We um, do also do content, and that's another service we offer, and we can, you can get content as a sponsor, you can get content as a not sponsor. And a lot of our content is looking at products, product analysis, product reviews, writing about products, and effectively the whole white paper industry. And the, we also do webinars and, I mean, the gamut of tools. But the other thing we do is, and by the way, those are two different marketing, those are two different comp organizations in any company. The sponsorship's really the marketing dollars, the marketing people, where the content is really for products. The product managers, even to a certain extent, technical marketing for a very specific product, we, we will look at that. But we're there trying to help explain a technology first. That's the first thing we have to do. A lot of people don't understand all the differences between the technologies, so they don't know how to explain it. Right. Or, you know, we're looking at it from, okay, we've got a broad sense of what, are, what this product does. Is there an easier way to explain it? So that people understand what it does as simply and as quickly as possible. And the third thing we do is consulting. And when we look at those... No one's coming to us and saying, hey, we're going to sponsor you. We're expecting you to write about us. It's like, yeah, you sponsor us. We will write a little bit about you. Not a little bit. We'll probably inc we probably include our sponsors as part of that media blitz type thing in a right. lot of our articles. But if you look at a, the vast majority of what we write about, the names aren't there. The technologies are. And we use the names and we say, okay, and like this company, we're writing, talking about technologies. It's like, you know, this company provides it, this one does, and we name like a dozen. We can easily name a dozen, and we may only pull in six, and two or three of them may already be sponsors. The other two or three may not be. But because they're important to understand that this is a broader ecosystem than just what we have in our environment, that's, that's how we deal with that. We're very vendor agnostic. I mean, one of the key things that we do is run the products. So if we find a problem with the product, we're going to let people know, either through the support organizations or through our contacts or whatnot. And that's, the, that's our big value, value add to what we do. So as far as folks have wanted to get a hold of your team and to be able to become a part of whether it's, you know, like exp open their product up and say, hey, you know, Edward, We've got a really interesting solution. We think you'll find it interesting. We want you to kick the tires on it. How how does that come about? Um, a lot of PR agencies come to us, analyst relations firms, and analyst relations teams send us emails and say, "Hey, are you interested in this?" It's like, "Sure, yeah." Or, "I got a better idea. I got a better analyst for you. Let me get him to get in contact. Him or her to contact you." Um, Usually it all comes into my mailbox, and I distribute it from there. Other analysts get it directly to them, and we just share the wealth amongst all the team. Um, the best way, if you want to do that, send it to elh at virtualizationpractice.com or use info at virtualizationpractice.com. Both of them work. Or go on the site and submit a comment. There's actually a place for customer, uh, potential customers and vendors to say, hey, contact us. We'll do that too. And how have you seen the the shift in the last probably this definitely you know a couple of years have been a bit more active with more sort of vendors 
getting out there and seeing the value in you know this community approach you know faces that are familiar to the community because they realize you're not just an analyst but you're also a strong community advocate and you participate in a lot of community oriented activities you brown bags you know and and virtual design master of course tons of tons of you know community facing stuff shameless plug i put in there <laughs> but you know how do you feel the difference in the last few years with vendors sort of warming up to the idea that you can cover both sides of that uh, of that story? Well, there's a lot of people that come to us and say, okay, you're an influencer. We would like you to attend or be part of this. And that's one way. Um, we actually tend to go out of our way. And when people come to us, sales, I mean, we get a lot of emails from salespeople, and we may be interested in the product, we say, hey, can we get in touch with the analyst relations team? Or they come to us and say, hey, we, we, we need somebody to do, write about this. It's like, yeah, we do write about that. How would you like to proceed? Because this is, this is not for free, because we're not, we're, we're, we're trying to, this is a firm. This is a, a company designed to provide analytical content about products. So a lot of it's education. Yeah. A lot of it is us talking about it as analysts and introducing ourselves as analysts instead of influencers or bloggers. Now, granted, we have some people on our staff that will always be bloggers, and that's fine. Right. We have people on our staff that are, are, are made great strides in being analysts, and that's great. We tend to grow from the inside the community. I mean, a lot of the people we go after for be part of our firm to be part of TVP strategy are part of the community because we, we, we've seen their work. We know where they're going. We'll ask them, hey, would you like to participate? And see how that goes. And we have different levels of participation. So we cover both sides. Um, but it really is about, you know, showing up as an analyst. Right. But you have to have that analyst mindset. It's not everybody does. And it's hard to... Put your finger on exactly what it is because it's always over the last few years it's actually changed a lot you know as you learn more and more we see a lot of it's like oh we want a bit tied to the business or we want like deep technical stuff about the products we can do both and it's kind of in between we find a lot's in between it's not the traditional way of looking at oh you're a financial analyst that's good they're looking for technical analysts as well product analysts now, that's another area that I've seen lately. You know, we we see more startups that are looking to get rolling, and they're having difficulty because they need to grow a product and a platform, and it's difficult to wrap an organization around it. So they have trouble with exactly what you're talking about, like being able to tell that story with a, an analyst's eye of why is this important to a business to adopt my platform. Exactly. Do you think that there's going to be much more of that going on, whereas you can be a central voice? Like, I I definitely see it in the folks that I've talked to, and and that's why I actually recommend folks to come, you know, to yourself and and other folks that that are in the analyst area, because I'm like, if you want to talk to people that are actually out there talking at every level, this is the right way to go. Is that is that a growth area you see for TVP for sure? Absolutely, we can grow into more. I mean, we do a lot of, I mean, we do a lot of product analysis because we are deeply technical. But we also are technical can talk business and map between the two. That's our strength. 
we've come from, we've been there, done that. I mean, some of us are sea levels themselves. We still consult. The growth for us is 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 nowhere. We we all we can go is up, <laughs> right? There That's is right. a need to market to people just like us. We realized a while back that we really were your target audience. And the reason being is we're all IT architects. If we don't understand what you're selling and we've been around for a while, then there's a problem. Yeah, and first sign of trouble, right? <laughs> it's the first sign of trouble. It's like we need to, we need to truly understand. Um, not necessarily at all levels, but we need to basically get an idea of like why we would use this product. And that's, that's a tough one. You really need to sit down and think about your products in order to come up with exactly why you would do this. And there's a lot of faltering. We see a lot of people that, you know, the best advice I can say is get to what you, you do as fast as possible in any discussion you have. Yeah. Because if you can't do that, people are going to say, well, I'm, then why? So get there as fast as possible. And we help people get teams get that far, uh, other people get that far. We also do a lot more than that. Um, that's to get that fast because it really is about speed. Um, agility in business is also about agility, about to be able to describe what you do very quickly. So TVP, born from the ashes, rebirth, the phoenix rises again. TVP what, TVP strategy is going to be, I'm excited about, you know, what's next and where, where do you think we can find, you know, yourself and, and other folks from, from the firm, you know, out at events coming up and, and what are the best ways for, for people to get a hold of you? Um, well, we're going to be at VMworld next and we actually have a V Brown Bag panel on, I believe, Wednesday where the TVP strategy folks that are going to be there, it's going to be four of us will be on the panel to talk about what the show. We done did it last year. It was a lot of fun. We're going to do, then do it this year. And that'll be, I believe it's going to be Wednesday in the hang space. So anybody wants to show up around, I think it's around 4-ish. Look, look on the schedule. Yeah. It may change. We don't know. That's right. V <laughs> uh, Brown Bag's been known to do that, but that's what's going to happen. And then um, we'll be at, most, time, most of us use the hang space at VMworld as kind of like our resting stop. In between everything else we're doing, we'll be wearing shirts to say virtualization practice. Probably, um, if you want to get a hold of the team, you can go to um, www.virtualizationpractice.com/about, and the whole team is under analyst. You can actually send email to anyone there, or you can send email directly to me at elh at virtualizationpractice.com, and we can go from there. Now www.tvpstrategy.com will also get you there but we kept the original name for the site just to keep all of our link juice and stuff like that which was a conscious choice but both will get you to the same place and that's the easiest way to get a hold of us nice email well, works it's the, the it's the magical system. As much as everybody says that uh, Slack and and the like are are going to eliminate email, I think it just firms up the need for it. <laughs> <laughs> email. I mean, I, people come to me on Twitter and say, "Hey, can we can we have a briefing?" It's like, sure. Let's here's my email address. Let's schedule some times. I've gotten people comment t- t- come to me on LinkedIn. 
you can find Edward Haletke in, in Texas I will pretty much anywhere. So find me and you'll find the team. You're lucky. You have a very unique last name, so it, it helps you to stand out uh, for searchability. Yes, it does. <laughs> Excellent. Well, this has been great, Edward. Uh, I look forward to We're going to chat a little more. You touched on something there. And we're going to spin up a different conversation. We're going to talk about uh, about some of the other portions of what rebranding implies and what it can trigger. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for the chat. Thank you. If you like what you heard here and want to hear much more, don't forget to subscribe to the GC On Demand podcast. You can go to gcondemand.io where you'll find the links in order to catch us in iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, and more. So go to gcondemand.io. Don't forget to rate us in your podcaster of choice and look for much, much more. Have a show idea? Tweet us at GC On Demand. Thanks for listening.